when I was focused on the followers, I spent so much time worrying about the people that I didn't have rather than focusing on connecting, nurturing, and deepening the relationships of the people that I already did. Welcome to the Woke and Worthy Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Kwasny, intuitive business coach and spiritual junkie. Woke and Worthy is an experience to help you remember who the fuck you are before who you were taught to be. Each week, we are diving into all things mindset, business, money, and manifestation. From the meltdowns to the mountaintops, we don't spare any details on the roller coaster ride of being an entrepreneur. My goal is to help you navigate the seasons of life and business. It's time to awaken your soul to the gifts within you so you can reclaim what is already yours. Here, we are unapologetically relentless in our pursuit to build badass businesses and even better lives. If you're ready for your weekly dose of the woo and the wealth, let's dive in. Hello, you beauties, and welcome back to another week, another episode, chilling with me and the Woken Worthy podcast crew. Super excited to have you here today. Just realizing now that I might say that every single time, but I am absolutely excited every single time that you tune in, and I am so, so grateful and thankful for your support. Today's podcast is going to be sort of like a mirror to last week's podcast. And last week we were really focused on why you need to stop growing a following and really start focusing on growing a targeted audience. And what we're gonna do today is we're gonna take this little trip down memory memory lane, which wasn't actually all that long ago. And I'm gonna tell you why I personally walked away from an account that had over that had actually almost 23,000 followers at one time. <gasps> I know what you're thinking right now. Pause for dramatic effect. Gasp. <gasps> okay, good. Okay. Because I did. I absolutely did. And it was actually last year that I started, in February, that I started my new account. I played around with it for a little bit. I hemmed and hawed about actually leaving the account. And it took me a long time to finally get the guts to walk away from that big follower account because I had all these fears coming up for me, thinking that I had to start from zero. I had to start from the bottom. I had to grow an account again. And oh my gosh, am I going to make money? Is this all going to fall through? Am I going to have to get another job to support me? And just so many fears came up because I had so much of my identity, so much of my worth attached to that other account. And I can promise you that the best thing that I ever did for myself mentally, emotionally, for even my business was walking away from that account. And let's just get right into it and talk about my previous account. So for those of you that have been following, have been following me for a few years, you join me from my other account, my new account, the account that I am actively engaging on every single day is the at I am Jess Kwasny account. Now my previous account was Jess Kwasny. And right from when Instagram started, I believe, I don't even know how long ago Instagram started, but I jumped 
on that train real freaking quick. I think it was within months of it starting. Maybe that's a lie. Like once it like was just starting to gain popularity, most people were still on Facebook. I jumped on that Instagram train right off the get-go. And so the very inception of that account was just to be a personal account. I mean, when I started it, I was probably, oh my gosh, 19? 18, 19, I don't think it was quite yet when it was probably 19 or 20, I started my Instagram account. I had it for a personal account for a few years and then I was getting all of these weird followers, weird followers, I was just getting followers of people that I didn't know and coming from where Facebook used to be and when I was using it for personal use, use you kind of look at it and you think like, hey, I don't, I don't want somebody I know that I don't know following me and seeing what's going on in my life. So I went and I changed my account to private, changed it to private. Then move along, move along, move along. And I was starting to have the idea of wanting to start my own business. And at that time, again, if you haven't listened to what my journeys kind of look like. I recommend going back to episode one so you can see kind of the evolution of my business and this will definitely be something that I talk about in episodes to come. But when I started off my business and at that stage and that point in time in my life, I was very heavily into health and fitness. So I took a whole bunch of certifications to be certified in personal training. I took nutrition courses, bodybuilding courses, and I was ready to start building my business. And so your girl went and she took that private button and she hit it back to personal with the intention that, hey, I'm gonna start working to actively grow this account. Now, at that time and when I was starting my business for the first few years, I was literally winging it. I was looking to see what other people were doing on social media and there really, there was no strategy there was no (laughs) no absolute idea on clarity on who i served at that point in time and you know when you start a new business you're like i just want to help anyone and everyone anybody that wants to work on this that wants to work on their fitness that wants to lose weight that wants to feel good just come to me please here i am open for business i am open to serve you anybody anyone I really did. So there was absolutely no clarity within the account. And there was no clarity between it being business and it being personal. It was a mishmash of absolutely anything that you could think of at the time. And it wasn't until a few years. So I probably did that for about 2013. It was definitely a personal account. It was in 2015. So sorry. I I stand corrected. I took it off private in about 2013 and I grew it just privately showing my life, going to all the raves, going to EDC Las Vegas, what up? Uh, (laughs) And it followed my personal life for about two years. Then it was in 2015 that I had the idea of, okay, I wanna start growing, building a business on the side. I was already starting to really not enjoy my corporate life and corporate world and knew that that probably wasn't going to be my forever, even though I wasn't yet saying that. So I thought, ah, I'll just start this on the side and I'll start with some extra money. Okay, 
2015, there we go, is when I was really, I wouldn't say focusing on anything. This is where I was kind of looking to everybody else and trying to be like a fly on the wall to see, okay, what is she posting? How is she posting things? I was going to other trainers' websites and seeing what their prices were and what their packages were. And I, because to, to, to me, they look like they were such experts. And so I couldn't, there's no way that I could charge what they were charging. And so I severely undercharged for my packages for what it is that I was doing. Okay, that was a whole tangent. I apologize. We're back on here. So for two years, I was just trying to grow my account myself, with which again, there was no strategy there. There was really no clarity other than the fact of, hey, I have this thing that could help you. Let me help you. Again, there was no specifics and clarity in my messaging and who I help support other than let's lose weight. We're going to have a three-month program like everybody else has a three-month program. We're going to do weekly calls and check-ins like everybody else does. It was really, again, the one strategy that I teach to not have a strategy, the copy and paste strategy, looking to see what everybody else is doing. And so once I got into, so started my business and started getting more serious about it in 2017. And that's when I first took the end of 2017 or the end of 2018 that I took my first um, coaching program. There you go, business coaching program. So I started to get an understanding of the importance of posting and I definitely wouldn't say I had any support in the clarity of my ideal client and how to talk to them. It just, it was done from completely a demographic standpoint of things instead of psychographics. And we know that psychographics is is what matters. Psychographics is what sells. Psychographics is what builds that no like, trust factor and you speaking to your ideal client specifically. And so I, I was showing up, but I still didn't know how I was I was showing up. And it was around this time that I also started getting into bodybuilding. And at that time, I was also following a lot of these fitness accounts. So I know like Buff Bunny was taking off then. She wasn't as deaf. She didn't have her clothing line or anything. She was still an ambassador for whatever clothing line that she was with before. There was also Paige Hathaway, Katie Hearn. Katie Hearn hadn't even had her gym yet. So all those people were just starting the inceptions of their business and they were starting to really take off and their accounts were taking off, taking off. And so I thought, hey, well, if that's what's working for them, that's what I I need to be doing. And so I was really, really just focused on growing followers for my account. I absolutely was. Didn't care who they were. It was just the number, solely the number that I was focused on. And What I've now, as I reflect on this, what heavily influenced me to do that is because when I was, yes, starting my business, building my business, I was into competing and lots of these other women that I was seeing had sponsorships from other companies. So I thought, hey, that's a great way to get my name out there and to get my name known. The thing with having a sponsorship and being a sponsored athlete with a company, when we're talking social media, it would have been eight-ish years ago, seven, eight, six, six, seven, eight, right there. It was solely on follower account. They wanted to know, that was one of the questions on the application, how many followers do you have? 
didn't talk about an engagement rate, didn't talk about sales, it didn't talk about the community. They just wanted to know how many followers that you had. So the importance, like Instagram was a totally different world five years ago, six years ago. So the importance was placed on follower count. And being the naive 24 year old I was, 25 year old, right around that time, because I was focused on follower count, I worked with a company who I thought, I bet you're being like, yo, okay, Jess, oh God, here we go. Honestly, at the time, had a conversation with them, we're like, we do all organic engagement, we go, we like and follow a whole bunch of co- whole bunch of accounts we'll do your engagement for you you can grow by this amount this amount every month and because I was so focused on hey I just need this amount of followers so that I can start applying for these sponsorships to be partnered with these athletic companies and then the more followers that I get the more money that I'm gonna make and all this thing what I didn't realize at the time and I was completely oblivious to it I didn't even know this was a thing the account either one, bought me followers, or two, set up bought accounts to follow me. And I know you're probably like, Jess, how did you not know? I didn't, honestly, I didn't pay attention to it. My ego was so attached to the, holy shit, look how much my account grew by. I wasn't even watching who it was growing by. So that's definitely been a huge, huge lesson for me. So again, I was a naive 20-something-year-old in my mid-20s, thinking this is great, this is incredible. I was focused on the follower account because the follower account mean that I could get sponsorships and the more followers that I had, the more money that I was gonna make, that I didn't even look at the quality of leads that I was getting. I really didn't. So if you are somebody who's been like, and there's still, I can't even believe that this is a thing, but there, I still get cold DMs of people saying, asking to buy followers. First and foremost, if anybody asks you to do that, Run, do not walk away, run away. Truly, truly run away. And this actually coincides with what I was ranting about last last week with Reels because we get so focused on needing this huge follower account because we feel like follower a follower account, it feels good. To sign on to your account, be like, oh, I have 10,000 followers. Oh, I have 12,000. I have 13, I have 20 followers this is amazing this is where everything that I thought was going to happen is going to happen I'm going to have six figures I'm going to get sponsorships I'm going to have people wanting to sponsor my posts and pay me to post and all these collaborations and all these incredible things happen and yeah that full-time job that I had or that part-time job that I've had to keep on the side see ya bye-bye don't need you anymore only until you have all those followers and then you realize that that's not the case Like, huh, what do I do now? I have all these followers. I'm not getting paid. My DMs aren't getting flooded. There's no notifications of transactions coming through through PayPal. What gives? I was told that this was going to be the solution to all of my problems. And it's just causing me more problems. Because now I wake up in the morning and I see that follower account. And it doesn't feel like enough. And so I think, well, I just have to make more, get more followers so I can make more money. <laughs> and this is where I'm going to go on my tangent again with reels. Now, please, 
I want to preface this to say, do not get me wrong. I am not saying do not jump on the real bandwagon. Reels are one of the quickest, most effective ways to grow your account and for your brand awareness and reach currently right now that we've had in years. This like for the past, like before reels came, there was a period there for like two, three years. It was, it was really, really hard to grow an account to reach new audiences. And this has really popped the lid off of that and allowed us to reach more people. Now, the problem that I have is that there are lots of these accounts that not aren't the overnight successes, but there are accounts where they've grown tens, some hundreds of thousands of followers in a few months, which is great. Happy for that. The thing is, because they've had so much success with these reels, they are now capitalizing on the fact of, I'm going to teach you reels. I'm going to teach you how to grow your account with reels. And the problem being that I don't see them talking about as much importance of needing to have absolute clarity on your messaging, on who it is that you serve, on you as a brand, so that every single time that you create a reel, you're making sure that it is created and curated for your target audience. Because if you are creating a reel in hopes to just get followers, there's nothing worse than going viral or viral for you on a reel and getting a slew of followers that are not your target audience, that are not interested in what it is that you actually do as a business and that are never going to buy from you. There's nothing worse. So before you go prioritizing, oh, I need to post a reel a day. I need to post two reels for, per day. Some accounts are saying now focus on having clarity on your messaging, on who you serve, on how you do things differently, on what you stand for as a, as a brand, on what you stand against, on what your legacy statements are, so that every single piece of content is very intentional. And you also know and understand the intention behind every single post that you are putting out. Okay, so this is where we get in into followers. And for me, at that point in time, like I actually grew my account to, so worked with that company for a few months, stopped working with them. And then my, I ended up growing my account after that to, at its peak, it was at 22,800 followers. I don't think I ever crossed the 23,000 mark, but I was at 22,000. And it got to a point, and this was in probably 2019, that I really, really started looking at my followers. And actually, it was beginning of 2019 that I really started to understand. No, 2018, that's a lie. It was in 2018 that I was finally starting to understand the importance of having clarity on my target audience. Again, it wasn't not, it was not nearly as in-depth as I understand my person now because it was definitely formulated on still demographics back then, which was what was being taught in the coaching programs containers that I was in. But I, I understood very clearly that my target audience was women. And as my account had seen me through, started as a personal account, then we went private. We went back to personal for a couple of years and then it followed me through my bodybuilding stages and I was simultaneously like parallel, that's not a word, but we made it one. Um, 
<laughs> also building my health and fitness business at the time. And so it was a mix of showing pictures from my competitions, showing pictures from photo shoots that I did previous to competitions. And so naturally, what's the type of audience that I attracted? Whether I wanted it or not, it was males, right? So it was in 2018 that I was looking at my insights and I could see that the majority of my followers, I believed at that at that time it was around over 70% were male followers. So just, I can't even do math, so give me a second. Pause, there's no more dramatic effects here, but if we do 22,000 times by 0.7, that means that 15,000 of those of those followers were not in my target audience. There's 15,000 humans that did not give a shit what I had to say about my messaging because all they were there for was boobs and booty. <laughs> Seriously, right? They didn't care that I could support women with looking and feeling their best in their body. They didn't give a shit. They just wanted to see me and mine. So I had actively started to work at really, really being more specific with my language and targeting it towards women. So that was something that I did started that I did start to do. And in 2019, I was actively working at, again, working with my messaging to make sure that it was geared towards women. And I believe I got the, the ratio. It was closer to 60%. So I did end up converting or like getting rid people on following me but also other people following me to get that ratio to 60% women still an account an account with over 20,000 followers and I still have 50% of them that I would never sell to that I would never be interested in selling to this point in time in in my business I started really focusing on on the followers it was it was really really stressing me out and I was starting to feel resistance to my business because I felt like I was putting a lot of energy into my content I was putting a lot of energy into my account I was putting a lot of energy into showing up and what really upset me or what, what I really attached myself to was seeing accounts with far far fewer followers than me have these sellout launches have I don't know, 12, 15, 20, 25 people in their programs, have hundreds of people sign up for their masterclasses. While at that point in time, I would get, if I got, if I would get 30, 40, 50, actually, I believe I got 70 one time, which was really, really great. It just, it felt like for, it didn't feel like the energy exchange was equal and I didn't understand why. So I went down the rabbit hole of seeing different ways that I could look to hopefully fix my engagement and and bring back kind of bring back bring that bring that account back to life, revive it, see if it could work for me because I in 2019 I wasn't even 2019 even 2020. I was not even flirting with the idea of letting that account go because there were so many people there that my ego was attached to that number of, of followers and heaven forbid if I had to start from ground zero what would happen what would happen so I started going through every single day and removing male accounts and male accounts and bot accounts and I would do this as I was watching tv at the end of the night for 
I don't know, half an hour to an hour, I would just go and tick off as many people as I could. And so I took my account from 22,000 followers to, I believe it was around 12,000 followers. Like I was doing a hack job taking people off. I really, really was. Took it off and I stayed with that account for still probably after I severely lowered how many people were following it. I stayed on that account for another at least year. And it was in the beginning of 2021 where I realized how quickly accounts were taking off with reels and the growth. And there's just something about the Jess Kwasney account that didn't feel good to me anymore. It, quite honestly, and I know I'm privileged privileged to say this and privileged to have the fact that I did have a following and I did have an audience and I, I still built a six-figure business off of that account. I just, quite honestly, I hated showing up to that account. I absolutely hated it. I had resistance to it. It felt like when I showed up on that account that I was talking to nobody and felt like nobody was bought into my messaging. Nobody wanted to hear what I had to say. And it was really hard because for, for somebody who has a core wound of not feeling like enough, and I know for myself personally that I tend to attach myself to external validation and external validation in this sense coming from the form of, of, of likes, of comments, of saves, of shares, of story views. And I think that's kind of what did it for me was when my story views started to tank or when I looked at my story views and I could see like these people granted yes thankful that they're watching my stuff but at the same time I knew that they would never buy what I was doing oh hold on pump the brakes important plot twist so the other thing too I did health and fitness for my I did my health and fitness business for three years before I pivoted more into mindset mindset and empowerment coaching and I was doing business coaching behind the scenes because there was a part of me that felt scared and didn't feel like I knew enough yet to start sharing about that and it I did business coaching behind the scenes for about a year and a half before I actively started posting about it so the evolution of the account went from personal to a private back to a personal health and fitness business also saw my bodybuilding then it switched to women's empowerment, mindset coaching, and then went to went to business coaching. So there was all these different audiences that might have bought into my message also at one time. And as I switched it, they just weren't interested, which is no wonder why my engagement dropped for myself. Sorry, that was a really important part that I missed. And it was in 2021 that beginning of it, February, I started an account and I said, okay, well, let's just, let's try this. We'll start another account. And my whole idea there was I was going to run two accounts at the same time and, and great gracefully switch over to the other account. And that didn't work because at the, at the beginning of 2021 is when I had an absolute mental, emotional breakdown. And I just, I, I did not have the capacity. I hardly had the capacity to show up for myself, let alone for anybody else. So that sporadically seen a bunch of posts between about February till 
June. And it was in September of 2021 that I made the conscious decision to, to leave the I am Jess Kwasny, no, 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 lie, to leave the Jess Kwasny account and go all in on the I am Jess Kwasny account. And what really forced me to do that, and maybe you're in the same position with yourself right now, and I just recognized, one, I could, I could see my insights. I knew that the majority of people that were still following me was 60% not my target audience. Those were people that I, I wasn't going to sell to. I wouldn't have been able to convert. And maybe you're saying, yeah, Jess, you could have converted them. They honestly, I don't, I don't mean anything against males. If there's men listening to this, it's just not my target audience. It's not the, the audience that I'm, I'm looking to work with. So I knew that right away. I felt uninspired. I felt unmotivated. And I also attached myself to that account, to who was viewing or not viewing my stuff and to the engagement that it was getting. And I put so much pressure on myself to show up perfectly on that account that the energy that was coming out of me was just this this lack, this fear, this scarcity, this overwhelming sense of panic and needing to say the right thing because I was so worried that if I said the wrong thing, my views would go down even lower, my engagement would tank any lower, and if that happened, then people wouldn't be interested in what I had to put out, and if they weren't interested in what I had to put out, then people wouldn't pay me. So it was just this nasty, negative loop and this really resentful energy that I felt for that account. And that's really when I decided and determined for myself that I I needed a clean slate. And I can promise you that that has been the best thing that I've ever done for myself and for my business because quite frankly, I love my new account. I feel excited to show up to my new account. I don't second guess myself on my new account. I know that what I have to say is powerful impactful and it is enough. I don't stress out or worry myself about recording a live or needing to record my stories, re-record my stories 10 times because I didn't say it perfectly. It just, it, it feels effortless. I love the energy of it. I love the people that I've connected with and I also know that my intention is so much different in it because I could care less what the follower account is. I really could. I really, really could care less. I'm more important about connecting with incredible human beings that are there to hear the message that I have to share. I know that my message matters. I know that the impact that I'm here to make is going to take off and I know that it will when it's meant to. And if my account never takes off, I also know that's not going to impede my income because I know how to make my income. I have less than 1300 followers and I'm still running a six figure business. We did almost 30 K in sales in January alone. So the notion that your, the amount of followers is equivalent to the money that you make is absolutely not true. Absolutely not true. Your followers doesn't always mean that you're going to make more money. And I think the biggest thing is when we can get caught up in needing more followers and needing more followers, we spend, and especially speaking from experience, so please take this as if this resonates and, and don't if it doesn't. When I was focused on the followers, I spent so much time worrying about the people that I didn't have 
rather than focusing on connecting, nurturing, and deepening the relationships of the people that I already did? How would that feel? How would that feel to join somebody's community and to be overlooked? To feel like you're just a number and you don't matter? That comes across through energy. That absolutely does. And because I didn't feel like my follower account was enough, all of the followers that I had weren't enough. And that they directionally felt that, consciously or subconsciously. So it's really, rather than, again, rather than getting caught up in needing to have more, 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 focus on building genuine, deep connections with the people that you already do have. When you create and foster those relationships and that impact, those become your lifers. Those become the people who share all your posts. Those become the people who, when they're hearing somebody talk about something about something that it is that you do, oh, I follow this account and she's amazing. I love her content. She actually talked about this the other day. You become a recommendation from them. And I just want to make this very, very clear that you can still have a small account and make a ton, ton of money. Now, I know for myself, I, I do over six figures with my account. I don't know, her name's Steph, and I don't know what her how to pronounce her IG handle, but it's XO, XOology, I don't know, it's, it's Steph. And I've been following her for a little while. And she actually had her account deactivated, I believe it was last year. Granted, I'm pretty sure she has a very tight-knit community and a pretty substantial email list. And she now, I believe she's maybe around 5,000 followers, which she's rebuilt. And, and again, it's just that, that community and that connection and the audience that she's already nurtured and allowed that audience to be seen. And Steph has under 5,000 followers, maybe she's around 5,000 followers, and she's doing millions. She's multi-million dollar business. I'm not there yet. Mark my words. I'm saying this now. I will be there. But I just want to show you that there's absolute proof that there's money to be made regardless of what your following is. People don't want to feel like a follower. They want to feel like a friend. Ingrain that in the culture of your business and building a community. So just kind of three little tips that I want to leave you with today. And again, this is more just, I think, sharing my journey and giving you permission that if your account isn't feeling good and you've been trying to give yourself permission to start a new account, start it. Like, What is the worst thing that can happen? You're not going to get any followers? Well, Know who your ideal client is. Know who your target audience, target audience is. Foster relationships with the people that follow you. And I promise you that you're going to grow. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. And if you don't know how to start from scratch or you're looking for clarity in who you serve or for your content to convert or to reach more people, the right people with your reels, if you've been looking to jump on the reels bandwagon but they're not converting like you want, go to my bio right now and apply for one of my one-to-one spots. That is exactly what I help you do. 
because when you have absolute clarity in who you serve, you never worry about consistency. You have confidence in your messaging. You have confidence in yourself. You never second guess yourself. You don't overthink your business. You don't get caught in this loop of a lack of motivation, not knowing what to say, not knowing what to do. I support you to create a strategy that feels freaking effortless, truly. Those spots are only gonna be open for a few more weeks. Okay, now to my tips. So the very first one, like I kind of already touched on, but don't forget the people that follow you. I think we can be so focused on needing to have more people, on needing to reach a certain number, that we forget the people that follow us. Those are people who are already interested in what you're doing. Take time out of your day to engage with them. When somebody leaves a comment, go and respond to it. Don't just like it. Go and respond to it. Start a conversation with them. Go and like their stuff. Be like, create that hype girl relationship with that person. My next tip is what would happen if you built one genuine connection with one new person a day? Just one. What if you saw new people who liked your reel that went viral for you and you jumped on to their page or you said, thanks for this comment. So happy that this resonated with you. I have so much fun making this. What if you, one, one new person a day. So if we look at that in terms, in the context of building your business. If you started a genuine connection with one new person a day, that's 365 people in one year, just doing one. Now, if you converted 5%, which is pretty low by the way, 5% and your programs, your offers or your services were $2,500. That's $45,000 a year. I bet you think just, well, $45,000 isn't enough to leave my day job. Okay, cool. What if you converted 10%? That's 95,000. Oh, maybe I did the 19 at 22,000. Either way, you catch my drift. One new connection a day, genuine connection a day could lead to a $100,000 a year for you. It gets to be that simple. We don't have to overcomplicate it. And what I wanna leave you with is just a moment of reflection. So I know it can be easy to get caught up in, I need more followers because when I need more followers, it's gonna get me whatever it is. So. I want you to sit with yourself and truly reflect on this. Like, Take time after this podcast to think about this. What is it that you are telling yourself that a certain amount of follower account is going to get you? If you're telling yourself, I just need a thousand followers so that I can. Well, when I have 2,000 followers, I'll be able to. When I hit 5,000 followers, then I'll be able to. You'll be able to what? Get more clients? You'll be able to see, be seen as an expert. You'll gain more credibility. And because you'll gain more credibility, credibility, you'll get more clients. Or when I have more followers, obviously I'll be able to make more money. So whatever that may be for you, and don't, don't judge it. I just, I want you to allow it to come up and be real, be honest with yourself. And then I want you to look at whatever it may be. If it's, if it's money, if it's credibility, 
being seen as an expert, if, it, if it's clients, which can also be tied to money, but what is the feeling that you have attached to needing that? So if it's, if it's, if it's clients or money, well, does that create stability? Does that create safety? Does that create security? What is that underlying, that root feeling that is attached to needing you to have that certain follower account? Because I promise you, if you keep waiting for a certain number to give yourself that, you're never going to feel it. So when you get to whatever that feeling is, stability, safety, security, maybe it's a sense of financial freedom. What in your life do you already have? What proof can you find for yourself that you already have that feeling? If it's stability or even if it's safety, do you have a relationship with your partner that allows you to feel really safe? Do you, are you right now, do you make enough money where all of your bills are paid and maybe it's those extra things that you want to do that you're not yet getting, that you're not yet able to do, but at the root of it, hey, my bills are paid for. I have a roof over my head. I have food in my stomach. I have heat in my house in the middle of the night. I can afford gas. We can afford a date night with our partner every now and then to build our connection. Is that actually safety right there? Anytime that we look to circumstances outside of ourselves to externally validate a feeling, you will never find it. And I do say never. Because everything that you're looking for in your external world, external world is a reflection of what you are not giving to yourself internally. Everything that you are searching for can first be found and solidified within you before it is mirrored back to you in your external life. Meaning you need to find evidence in yourself and what you already have first before you are then given the proof and evidence in your life. The longer that you look for proof and evidence of things that you need to do, or when I, when I have this many followers, then I'll be able to achieve that. When I have this many followers, then I'll be able to have this. When I'll be able to have this many followers, until you get to that number account and you're still waiting and you're still waiting and waiting and waiting to feel and have and experience that feeling. You can already feel, be, do, have that feeling now. And it is your job, it is your responsibility to anchor that in just as you are. Because if you are continue to wait for external circumstances to make you worthy, to qualify you, to deem you as, okay, you can now have this, that is one long ass road that you will continue on for the rest of your life. So truly. What is that feeling that you were searching for and how can you start one finding proof and what are the other ways that you can give yourself that sense of safety, stability, security, freedom now? There doesn't have to be a dollar sign attached to anything in order for you to allow yourself to embody the feeling now. So with today, I hope this just allows you to just take a nice deep breath 
let go of any fears or any expectations that you have be behind yourself, behind your followers, behind the way your account is growing or isn't growing and really just allow you to anchor into the power of your energy, the power of your impact and the power of your messaging. Because I promise you that is what will allow you to exponential growth far faster than anything else will. As always, thank you so much for tuning in with me today. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great rest of your week and we will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Woke and Worthy podcast. I hope that this episode has helped you in gaining more clarity and confidence to start taking massive inspired action in your life and business. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you would take a second to rate and review it. Each review helps us to help more entrepreneurs just like you create a life and business that they are obsessed with. And don't forget to take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at I am Jess Quasney. We'll see you back here next week.